Welcome to the best weekly episodic Joshi podcast in the world, the Five Star Joshi Show here on the Fight Game Media Network. I am your host, Scott Edwards, and today was kind of a shitty day. I'm not going to lie to anyone. Had a tough day. Uh, it didn't help that it was raining all day and I had a headache, so it's just like, oh, wham, wham, everything m- made me miserable. But, but, now I'm going to make starter. it worse. Yeah, Trent's here. Uh, I was going to introduce him in a second. And the fun story of why Trent's here, and I'll tell everyone, Trent doesn't even know this. So I didn't really put one and one together that this was a pay-per-view this weekend. And I also didn't put one and one together that this was going to be as good of a pay-per-view as it was this weekend. Yes, I knew it was going to be good because the IWGP matches. But then they added two tag matches that just, you know, kind of shifted the whole thing. And that's when I was like, oh. All right, we need to do this. So after the great pay-per-view, I was like, all right, I can do this myself. I can bring someone on last second. And as someone that's really bad at scheduling things because I work nights, Trent, you were you were the lucky guy to come on here. But I know that you watch and you pay attention, even if I didn't, you weren't taking notes because I didn't ask you beforehand. I knew you'd be here for the journey. That was a wonderful weekend of stardom action. What a welcome. Oh, I don't plan things. Oh, no one else is around. I suppose I'll bring in the office. No, I'm not Thank around. You, That's Scott. the problem. I'm not around. <laughs> That's the problem. So I can't ask anyone else, but I know there's a chance. And you already and we already had another recording set. So there was a hope there. Mm. You know, it it just worked out because otherwise you usually can't record on this day. So it that did work true. out in my favor. Um life is swinging things around in my direction not always for the better but uh it worked out to be kind of convenient for today i'm Mm. available when i'm not normally so here i am to talk stardom which is always a good thing here to talk with scott which is sometimes a good thing that's fine it doesn't need to be a good thing but we're talking about stardom so that's like you said always a good thing Uh, we have a lot to talk about today we're going to talk about the iwgp women's tournament we're going to talk about tag league which by the way I've been telling people for weeks now that Tag League's going to kick ass. And everyone's like, eh, you know, because no one gets excited for Tag League because everyone else's company's Tag League suck. This is stardom, people. They don't let you down. They this don't. is normally the off-season for Japanese wrestling. Yeah. Whenever the Tag League comes on, I was like, okay, I can go watch something else uh-huh. now. Stardom doesn't know what off-season is, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, they don't have an off-season anymore. They have about two months in the middle of summer. That's their off-season, uh, which will have, you know, two pay-per-views and this and that. But Two new bloods, two stardom in showcases. Yeah. They're off-season, yeah. a.k.a. they just don't stop. And don't get, don't get me wrong, there will be house shows where they take their off-season. But that's besides the point. Uh, but lots to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, the big shows from this weekend. We're going to preview the upcoming Stardom pay-per-view that will be airing a week from today, if you're listening to this on Thursday. Um, and that will be a full review next week. And we'll, we'll sprinkle in a little fun at the end. A little Ooh. fun at the end for the Patreon. Uh, but if you want to hear the preview, you have to be subscribed to the Patreon. Yes, we are making that Patreon exclusive because mostly just uh stardom this week so gotta 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 pay the bucks over here 
Um, pay the bucks. I don't. Never mind. Anyways, anyways, I have to buy them while they're suspended. I've rolled on for forty minutes without actually starting the show. Usually, it's about a minute. Um, but let's get into it here. And you know, I, I was trying to think of how I wanted to go about this because two tournaments at the same time mm. is interesting. Um, you know, we could always just talk pay per view in motion. Tara WGP matches first. I think what we're gonna do, because after all, this is my show, mm. is we're gonna talk tag league first. Then we'll do all of the IWGP women's tournament. Really break it up uh, so we don't lose our points here. Um, and as I said, like moments ago, tag league delivered once again mm. right off the rip. Now, don't get me wrong; it wasn't a five star Grand Prix opening night but it was pretty damn good <laughs> you know yeah, I, I mean the reality is you've got more wrestlers in here you're bringing in wrestlers who aren't necessarily full level caliber for the most part but not necessarily everyone it is a little bit awkward you've got a whole bunch of people who don't always team with each other they've got to learn themselves learn their teamwork but um i mean the, the talent pool in stardom is so stacked right now that even when you have a full tag league like this you're going to be struggling to find some duds. Yeah, I mean, I think the four, the final four tag league matches were must see. Mm. Um, some better than others, which we'll get to, but you know, I'm not going to complain about that. And the other tag matches served their purposes again, which I will never complain about. So let's get to it. The twelfth annual Goddess of Stardom Tag League began. Uh, I think it's what seven teams in each block. Yes. Um I think off eight. the top of my it's head. Eight teams. Eight. Eight teams yeah. in each block. Um the the Red Stars block for once is the strongest block in a stardom tournament. Um did I say Red Stars? It's Red Goddess block, but you know the, the red block. It's yeah. It's the I, red I, block. I get confused with that. Yeah. But the blue has some heavy hitters in there as well. It it's does. Just, yeah. It does. It's just red's kind of stacked. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get to it here, folks. Uh, we opened up, you know, just as good as we could. Um, you know, this is this is the fun part about recommending to someone to watch a stardom pay per view. They get hit with this like right off the rip, and they're like, "What? Are, what am I doing here?" <laughs> um, and I apologize. I apologize. But uh, we had the goddess, uh, red goddess block here. Uh, we love Tokyo sports. Saki Kashi from Fuki and Death defeated My Fair Lady, My Sakurai, and Lady C, who, of course, were not on the same page because they are, of course, in different factions. Uh, this match was exactly as you'd think it would go. Uh, it was everything you would expect from these two teams. Yeah, I mean, you, you knew what you were coming in for. If they tried to deviate off that pattern, you would have been disappointed. It's a fun match. It's a battle of the heavy hitters in terms of team names. My mm, Fair Lady, true. we love Tokyo Sports. Like They're the best names in the tournament going head-to-head to kick things off. You got what you wanted. You got the Oedo Tai you know, ridiculousness with the newspapers and all that. Oh, yeah. You got My Fair Lady disagreeing, and that's that's what I'm looking forward to from these two in this mm. tournament. Well, you've got to have one team that don't get along, that keep fighting. It adds a bit of fun, and it's a good way to include two wrestlers who were without partners otherwise. Mm. And let's be honest, they're not going to make a splash. They're not going to be in the final. So <laughs> it gives them something to do. It makes them interesting, and it makes their matches worth watching, providing you know what you're getting into. You know what I will say? 
Mm. I I did miss Fukuki death. Yeah. You know, she she hasn't been around for a long while, it feels like. And I don't know, her and Saki just work off each other so well that it made the match entertaining. Like, yes, I didn't expect this like all time <laughs> tournament match or anything. <laughs> but you know, it served its purpose and it got the job done. I've got to say, credit to Fukigan Def. She has made this iteration of the gimmick last a lot longer than I mm. thought it would. You know, like every time the Def gimmick, you know, she updates it depending on where she is. Yeah. It, it has reached a point where it's like, okay, you've kind of milked this cow dry. Yeah. Oh, what I tell you, Fukigan Def, maybe because she's sort of coming and going a little yeah. bit more. Mm. Um, I, there's still some life left in it somehow. There is. So good on her for doing that. There is. And I mean, she was great in that uh, high speed triple threat. Mm. Uh, month ago, so we know there's still plenty of uh to give in Kaoriyama's uh body because she's still very very good. But yeah. I'm happy that she's making this work still. The the big question is which faction does she go to next, and what iterate? <laughs> Are we getting Queen Death next? Her come out in like a little robe and princess outfit or something? We'll get God's Death. <laughs> wow that's gonna upset some uh some oh yeah just people oh it sure is um i meant to say you know we didn't get to see it but we got to see highlights and i feel like this is very important because stardom held the best celebrity debut in the history of professional wrestling wow that's a call and a half just saying i mean when i see when i could see someone get absolutely folded on a <laughs> saya kamatani uh bicycle kick I'm sold. I'm sold, which, of course, I'm talking about Fua Chan, who made her uh, in-ring debut, teaming with Hazuki against Saya Kamatani and Hina. They didn't win, of course, but we also haven't seen the match yet. I believe it's actually airing today. As of, oh, or, no. Today, um, we're recording this a little early, but it's, record- it's airing soon. Uh, but they did put clips up, and... You know, for a celebrity who just is kind of doing this, um, I was impressed. I was impressed by what she had. She had a this was this was the biggest point because, like, I don't I know she's like a comedic YouTuber, so like you don't really know what to expect. But she had a presence about her, like all the photos you see and just the little things like that i was like oh my god she has great gear she's got the robe like everything screamed wrestler i was like yeah i need fuchan uh, around i need her to, i don't want her to go away now I'm, I'm sold um and i'm sure stardom doesn't want her to go away just based off the views that her match has been getting on social media let alone what it will get when it airs yeah, that's really the big thing. Like, obviously, these celebrity partnerships, they kind of benefit each other. This is mm. getting a whole lot of new eyes on stardom. In one way or another, when they watch this match, they might be like, oh, it's kind of fun seeing people get kicked in the face. Yeah. Maybe we can watch some more of it. And the good thing is, yeah, it feels like she did commit to it fully. You know, a, a big bane with a lot of celebrity wrestling uh, involvement were that they'd come in and they wouldn't really put the effort in. So, like, everyone kind right. of worked to make that possible but these days the celebrity re- people coming in to wrestle across the board it feels like there's a bit more effort putting in maybe because they have passion for it you know Stephen yeah. Amell, Bad Bunny even as much as people hate him Logan Paul did a Logan fantastic Paul's job excellent. in his first night so like these people are coming in and actually giving a damn they're trying yeah. to make this look good and not just hey I'm popular yeah. and it feels like Phil Chan is in that kind of mold which is exactly what you want 
Yeah, I think we've reached a point now where like every celebrity that comes in, it's like, oh, they were great, or yeah. oh, that might be the best yet. And like that's a legitimate thing. I think Logan Paul's probably the best I've seen legitimately. Um, and that's because he has such an athletic background and mm. he seems to get it, which never did I expect him to get it, nor care to get it. Yeah. yeah. Um but I will say, just based off what we see Foolish Chan, I'm, I'm excited because she sounds like she wants to keep going, just based off her tweets and whatnot, based mm. off her promo that I've seen people translate. So that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, and Hazuki was really emotional about it. You know, she was very proud, and she takes a lot of pride in her training, so mm. that's not shocking. But if you have someone that's dedicated to teach you and show you the way, then I'm sure that pushes her as well. Yeah, and if you've got if they've built that friendship that they can keep doing it beyond yeah. this, yeah. Obviously, this even if it was planned as a one-off, and then it's like, oh, there could be something here to even if it is just a yeah. rare kind of part-time thing. If there's that commitment to keep improving, keeping at it, then everyone's going to benefit from it, except maybe Phil Chan's neck. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's going to see that sell if you haven't yet. Um, I will say she's built for stars. <laughs> oh yeah yeah absolutely it's perfect um so i do hope that we get something uh her her mayu and everyone just it just seems like a perfect fit just one night if you want to do like a trios match or something on a pay-per-view and she wants to just go in there you know mm-hmm. you don't have to win but just why not you know you yeah. have so many undercard matches make it interesting well, that's the thing. Like the pay per views, are didn't generally spit in two title matches and let's get people on the card matches. You can Look easily squeeze Thursday. in a celebrity. Next Thursday's cooking a little bit, but we'll get to that in a little. Hmm. Deceptively so for stardom. Yeah, yeah. Well, they 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 stopped packing their cards for a few pay per views. There, <laughs> um, it was like a two match card, and hey, watch the rest of it. This yeah. this coming week uh, feels really good. But let's get back to the tag league. Um, we talked a lot about a match we didn't get to see, uh, <laughs> which uh, that, that's know, a worrying sign. Well, I don't think we're going to talk too much. I'm going to just stop talking. Uh, Blue Goddess Block, Kawhi Venus, Mina Shirakawa, and Saki earned two points after didn't take long. That's Gotora <laughs> and Raka were disqualified. Um, what? Oh, the most time getting disqualified in a tournament match. Not only that, but Natsuko Tora coming back yeah. and instantly getting disqualified. But there were important things to watch here, right? This was Tora's first match back. Mm-hmm. She didn't. She didn't try any other match that we saw. To that we saw at least. Obviously, she wrestles. You know, in the do. Uh, not you know, she wrestles in the gym and she yeah. figures that all out. But this is the first time out in people, and there was a lot to like. For a first match back, mm-hmm. which was really welcoming, because as you and me have talked about, when she uh, came back and attacked Tommy, we were like, "It's uh, not a lot of time to shake off rust." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought she looked good. Her power moves were excellent. Um, you know, she's not. Um, there's definitely some hesitance with the leg you can tell that too as there should be when you're first coming back from such an injury but when i saw her power game and her work with rock i was like okay i feel good about this i feel good her presence was very much missed i know people don't like the dq stuff but i think tor is great at it um i just hope it doesn't last forever because it's you know 
gets old. <laughs> You're gonna be sick of it by the end of the tag leg. They go on zero oh, point. Oh, I know, I know rematch. they're doing that, but I yeah. think that's funny. Yeah, it's. I, I get why people don't like it, but it did. I, I I forgot how angry people got over the Toro disqualifications because it's been so long. You know, because even right when when she got injured, she was in that little period where they were hyping her up, they were building it up. So she was winning matches and sure. she was coming off the Stars versus Oedo Tai story where they were winning matches. So she wasn't getting disqualified as much. So I'd kind of forgotten the general, I guess, <laughs> online uh, vitriol that that kind of gets. She looked good. Like, yeah, she's not, she's never in the upper echelon of performance. Yeah. Um, so it is a, it's a little difficult to judge exactly where she's at, 100%, 80% kind of thing. She looks good enough. Um, her character work, her style kind of can protect that a bit. I wasn't expecting her to pull out a Swanton Bomb her first match back, so no. that caught me off guard. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a fun match for what it was. I, I thought it was very interesting that Natsuko Tora's first match back from a leg injury was Mina Shirakawa, the leg destroyer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that obviously not building sympathetic babyface heat, but it was kind of an interesting twist with, you know, Natsuko obviously being injured still, dealing with that against someone who has really built up that game over the past couple of months. Sure, sure. And I think uh, with Tora, the DQs, I think, will add a story to a way to tie because while she was gone, they weren't getting DQ'd. Right, they weren't getting DQ'd, they were winning matches. You know, Momo and Starlight Kid kind of changed the way that group looked, so it'll be an interesting thing to follow. I think that can come into play down the line. Will it? I don't know, but it definitely can, especially if they're starting to lose matches because of her. Yeah, um, which will be the intrigue. I don't know how much they'll actually team because, of course, they have the trios with Saki and all that, but it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it depends good. how long they want that story to go. Because, yeah, it's going to be difficult to find time because yeah. the trios tournament, obviously, that we haven't mentioned, that we probably will be mentioning, that's coming pretty soon after all of this. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to say that I didn't tweet this out because I was scared. But <laughs> Saki looked better in this match because she's a better tag team wrestler than yeah. singles wrestler than she did in the whole Grand Prix. I was like, wow, this makes sense. You know, because she, she, she's good at the... Um, fired up tag and like running mm. through people with her big boots. That's just about it, though. Uh, I thought Mina was good and Rock was fine. It's a good spot for Saki because she does have that veteran presence, and I think that's going to help Mina as well because most mostly she would team with say Unagi Sayaka, which is a very different dynamic. But this gives her a chance to try some different things, yeah. learn a few extra steps, and I mean, if she can keep building upon her game, then it's only going to be beneficial for everyone. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, if you want to hear our thoughts on new Onagi Sayaka, um, a.k.a. the draw of the Joshi Indies, uh, we will discuss it um, on the Patreon. Um, moving on here. Blue Goddess Block, O2 line, Azumi Amu Amasaki defeated Wingori, Hanan, and Saida. I really enjoyed this match because, like, you again, you go into it, you don't really expect all that much, but it what it was was... The Azumi carry job, uh, which I expect <laughs> most of this tournament. Um, Miyu Amasaki, you know, she's the person I have been saying, tag team matches, tag team matches, tag team matches. This is mm. how she's going to get better. She didn't do much in this match. To be fair to her, she hasn't been in the ring in months pretty much. So they were probably like, all right, let's uh, 
Let's take it easy for you. Azami can do this. Um, but, you know, her little burst in there was fine. Nothing, not much to it to write home about, but I do think this tag with Azami will do the world of good for her. Whoever she was going to end up teaming with, realistically, you know, providing it wasn't Lady C or Hina, was going to be beneficial for her in this tournament because she needed someone who's got those years of experience to kind of learn off and lean on Mm -hmm. as she's going through this tournament. And, yeah, just getting to fight different people in different environments and not having the pressure of a main event show like they've been doing with her on the New Bloods. This is what she needs. Look, I, I don't remember a whole lot from this match. It was just kind of one which came and went. Zumi's good. Wingori's fun, but like there was always going to be a pretty hard ceiling to how good this was going to be. Yeah. Uh, never going to be a focal point. But yeah, everyone there's competent and Miyu Amasaki's gonna learn a lot in this tournament, providing she's switched on, which I do believe she is. Like people give her crap for not necessarily being on a full time schedule right now, but like there's a reason for that. It's not yeah. just because she's lazy. She's in college and stuff. That's yeah. They're called O2 line for a reason and not everyone is a Zumi. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I th- I do think that Wingory is going to be the best undercard team for this mm. tournament. They Just, have the experience to give up. They do. They do. They have a good energy in their matches that kind of wake you up almost, right? Because mm. with other undercard matches, you're like, yeah, whatever. Because there are undercard teams here. Um, I think they are the best. I think they're the most intriguing. And you felt that in this match. I mean, it's not like they were going against one of the top teams mm. in this tournament. It's still um, entertaining enough. So good stuff there. Azami and Miyu Amasaki get the two points. And this is where we kick into gear. Uh, this match for me was the second best match of the night, um, including the IWGP Women's Title Tournament, of course. Um, the Red Goddess Block Karate Brave, Shuri and Tomoka Inaba uh, went to a 15-minute draw, which we should have all known. Uh, versus Black Desire, Momo Watanabe, and Starlight Kid. Um, When they added this match, understandably, I got very excited because, for me, I've watched a lot of wrestling this year, folks. I've watched all of the major shows for AEW. I've watched all the major shows for New Japan, most of the major shows for WWE. You know, I've watched everything. I've watched everything. I don't think there's a more consistent team in wrestling than Black Desire. I think what Momo and Starlight Kid have put together as a team in their short, short time together is just consistently excellent. And they went against a first-time team here. And, yes, I know they had the one match. Yeah, whatever. Against uh, who? Was it Walker? Rainer and Walker. Yeah, so shut it. (laughs) That doesn't teach them anything. It was a pay-per-view match. That's true. While Inaba's like, you know, not there all the time. So again, helping my cause here. But either way, they went in there, they delivered a fantastic 15 minute draw. Um the main point of this, of course, was the assisted GTS where mm. Starlight Kid got her head cracked by Inaba's knee. Um Shockingly, Inaba and SLK, as we saw at New Blood, were fantastic together. Um, Shuri and Momo were great together. Everyone was great together. I'm not just that. You get it. Everyone was great together. Every combination here was going to be great. It was expected to be great. But it's exciting to see Tomoko Inaba in with 
these high-level stardom wrestlers. Yeah, because most of the time when she's been doing stardom, she's been the new doing the new blood stuff, which is fine. Um, but they're, they're, again, it's, you're not expecting amazing things in ring wise from right. new blood. It's all about learning and development. So she's in the ring here with the World of Stardom champion. Who, uh, if if she can hope for a future, it's Shuri is like the vision of the perfect future. Oh yeah. And then you've got Momo Watanabe and Salah Kid, two of the very best in the ring in the world, putting on an absolute banger of a 15-minute match. You, yeah. you had everything you want in tag team wrestling. You had everything you want in wrestling, including new moves you weren't expecting, like that elevated GTS, which, wow. credit to everyone, they made that look absolutely crushingly brutal in all the best yeah. ways. Well, it's funny because, you know, God's Eye does, like, the kick where they drop it onto Shuri and she kind of like lightly kicks them. So that's what I was expecting. And then I just watched Starlight Kid get obliterated. I was like, oh, my God. You, you think Anabi didn't quite get the memo that you don't go full force <laughs> on those ones? No, Starlight Kid was probably like, yeah, nail me in the skull. Um, the mask provides protection, right? Yeah, that's, what, sure. that's why you wear masks. Yeah, totally. Um, this match, before we move on, is like... My best way to describe it, I was thinking of this actually when I was driving home from work tonight because I was thinking about the show and how how I would talk about it. I was like, these so so this match features two of my all-time favorite wrestlers, Momo and Shuri. And it features the two wrestlers that are gonna be in my all-time favorites <laughs> by the end of their careers in Inaba and uh, uh not Asmi, even though she does belong in the conversation. Um, to be fair, so, your all-time favorites list is gonna just be blown. Oh, it's to the gonna zane. be yeah, it's, it's over. Um, but like, they're just four of my favorite wrestlers to watch currently. Mm. There's just so much talent in this damn company that it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is amazing. This is all. Amazing. Even though it's tangentially related to the company, yeah, like enough, she's still technically JTO as much uh, as she feels like a part of this dumb family now. Yeah, my favorite thing to remind everyone, this was only Karate Braves' first match as, like, a real tag yeah. match. Yeah. A, and obviously, a like, it's a great first match to have. You know, they, they put them in a position to put on a banger and sort of announce that they're here. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's exciting to see how well they already work together. Like, you can also, tell this isn't just a, let's have a team. It's like, okay, they've, they've been working stuff out, which is what Also, Inaba's getting protected already. Which is very funny because everyone, when she joined God's Eye, was like, all right, we know who's going to start getting pinned. No, that's why they added Nana, uh, Nanami to the crew. Yeah. Um, Nanami felt like a weird pin-taking option. So, ah, oh, well, she's still young. She's young. Yeah, yes. But clearly she's, I mean, she's already in that sort of kid, Azumi, Suzuki range where it's like yeah. you're, you're too valuable even at your age to protect, uh, not to protect. Which kind of is a slap in the face to Hanan, who's also in that age bracket. But yeah, well, she's, she's not quite out of that pin taking role in stars. You say she's still like very young, though. She's what, 17, 18? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's younger than them still by two years on them. Um, yeah. So that's uh, once you can drink, I guess that's when it changes. Yeah. Um, Get some alcohol, you become unbeatable. This is a great match. Go check it out. Um, my dream, which we're going to get into. So they announced a trios tournament starting January 3rd, going till March 4th. March 4th. Uh, so there's no such thing as an off-season anymore in stardom. Uh, we are just going, going, going. That's four tournaments now. So 
the year will now be starting with the Triangle Derby into the Cinderella. Cinderella. Well, let me rephrase. It'll be the Triangle Derby into Stardom World Climax, whatever their major pay-per-view is at that time. Um, Then Cinderella. Like, two months off. (laughs) The five-star Grand Prix. And, of course, Tag League. So, a busy, busy time in stardom. But I'm super excited for the Triangle Derby. And I know they're not going to go with this trio, but they should absolutely go with Shuri, Mirai, and Inaba. Yeah, like it, it definitely feels like Shuri and Inaba need to be teamed up again in this trio's tournament. And it really then comes down to how are you mixing up the team. Konami comes that. back and we get it happy. I mean, if you are going to, if Konami was to come back but doesn't want to be committing to the full hectic workload of wrestling, a trios tournament is the way to do it because you can just say, sit on the apron and just come in and kick people's heads off and maybe apply a submission and then go back out. You know, she doesn't have to be taking the pins or the bumps. Mm -hmm. And a team of Shuri, Konami, and Anaba would be incredible. And then you've got Mariah, Amy, and Anami to kind of be the the B team. Yeah, which would work. Um, Yeah. But uh, the the key part is there. I think it's forty two wrestlers total. Yeah. Uh, so they're gonna get creative. Um, Trent did the math. They f- can fill most of it. Um, I think that does also include if Nagi comes back. Was that part of your math? Yeah. So Cosmic Angels basically they have five guaranteed members basically, and then you're assuming Saki and or Nagi will be involved, which would yeah. make two full teams. Then you can do a third team with Tullers. Uh, basically, and yeah, basic starting would even need to bring in maybe one or two outside yeah. wrestlers or do some creative jiggling like putting Hina and Donna Del Mondo for the tournament or something. But right. given their connections with a lot of outside companies, you would assume that's how they'd do it. They'd say, Hey, do you want to come and team with these guys for yeah. two months and get some notoriety? And- yeah, so fantasy booking brain. <laughs> which is important. So let's just assume Takumi Roha because she's double champion can't do it. Let's just assume that. You get the marvelous team. Why do you have to hurt me? She can come well, in and not take She me. can't. She can't. She supposedly got hurt today. So no, she can't. She's so protective of herself because she's so needed. Um, though that could be a story, uh, but which we'll see to kind of give Unagi a chance. But we'll get to that <laughs> in a little bit. Um, I would love Miomomono. Maria and Rin Katakora, unless Takumi's willing to do it because she's not getting pinned, mm. then we can kick out Rin and go with the other two. Do you, do you think Rin would be the one they kick out though? Because they do bring her in a bit. It would probably be Mio that would be kicked out because she's never been there yet. Yeah. Um, but it just depends because Rin's not wrestling as much as she did. Um, mm. I don't know why. Maria wrestles the most out of yeah. the group. So she she's pretty much a lock if there's a team Marvel. She would probably also get pinned the most, but mm. you know, whatever, it's fine. Um, but I'd like a marvelous team. That's one yep. of my dreams. Um, prominence obviously would be great. Mm. And colors. Those are the three that jumped out to me as colors feels like the lock. Yeah. Uh, you know, even though the others outside of Saki haven't been doing as many shows, you feel like they're gonna it's more it's more because they don't have space yeah. for them less so than they don't want to do it. So I think Colors is a lot. Prominence, maybe, again, depends whether Suzu and Reese are are wanting to commit for a trios tournament there. 
I look personally. I'd love to see my team Gatto move, uh, Mace Ruga, mm. Chia Koshikawa, and I guess Sayaka because she was the other one who's. I can see up. them willing to team with Yuna though. Yeah, well, I mean, I know Yuna left, feeling, um, yeah, it's just. I mean, who knows what her status will be with Stardom? Yeah, she's gonna be a cosmic point. angel by then. So. Yes. <laughs> or yeah. Neo Stardom Army. Uh, Somehow, <laughs> I was hoping for a Gato move team as well. Neo Stardom Army is probably gonna get a team, and that's. A shame, uh, but we're not talking about that right now. I actually, I don't know. Space them in my um, predictions, though. I will say, I don't know if you can commit that much time away from true. her other dates. That's a lot of that's a lot of time for her, actually, um, because she does do so many shows and so many companies, and that would be two tournaments back to back. Yeah, so we'll I, I guess like you could put her in. Yeah, it's it's be seven dates. You could probably squeeze that to make it work, but yeah. it depends. Depends whether they are planning on bringing in a team for yeah. Neo Stardom Army. We don't know what the plan is for that group. No, we do not. But what we do know is that we can move on to the next match. Uh, but that was our fun little hope for tri- uh, Triangle Derby. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. No one does trios matches better, except for maybe Dragon Gate. But yeah. you know, And I mean, Stardom take a lot of influence from Dragon Gate in these yeah, kind of situations. Exactly. And, yeah, if you're going to watch a trio's tournament, it's going to be one of those two promotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. My Hime, Micah and Himeka defeated the New Era. That's what the graphics said. I know they called it the New Eras, but the graphics is New Era. So we're going with that. Uh, Mirai and Ami Saray. You're uh, saying it's a true era in production? Eh, you know, maybe maybe not. Uh, when Micah destroyed Ami Saray with a Michinoku driver, um, I am so sad. Trent. Why are you so sad? Because Amisuri won a stupid belt. So I have <laughs> to hear her stupid theme song when they team now. I don't get to hear Marais. This is an attack on me. This is an attack on me because I don't really like Amisuri. And I love Marai. And I love Marai's theme song more than I love most things. So I, when I heard that, I just sat there. I was like, this already sucks. This is terrible. This tournament's gonna suck. Um, I did forget that Stardom and New, like New Japan, operate on who's the champion in a team as opposed to who's the biggest name. And you know, WWE, it wouldn't matter, but here it's like, hey, you're a champion, you get the theme song. And it took me a second to realize what this meant. And yeah, I was disappointed too because Mariah's theme was fantastic. We're not getting clapping in this tournament. Unless she somehow loses the championship between now and the end of it, um, so we need every every youngster to come and challenge Amy in like a gauntlet match. Just when so she gives Mariah a singles title <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care which one it is. I just need to hear the song. Uh, the match, though, um, I thought this was maybe the best new era match they've had. Um, I thought they were really good against Micah and Hameka, which isn't really shocking. Micah and Hameka class. They had new gear, by the way, new matching tag team gear. Yes. That was great. Um, they Not enough the fam- teams did that this year. No, no. I think they should be the favorites to win this whole thing. They mm. were my pick. I know there are a lot of other people's picks. Uh, they deserve it. They've earned it. You know, they've had a big-time year of singles, but right now, looking at the way it goes, I mean, they've best slot in as tag team. And giving them this accolade would be really cool. And this was a good start for them. It, it, 
every time I start to think who's going to win this tournament, I can't help but think there has to be a reason why my Hemet didn't team in the tag league before this year. Mm. They had two previous chances to do it, and they held off. They did different pairings. and Julia stuff. being hurt helped. It, it did help, but like it, it, it almost feels fitting that they were waiting yeah. until the year that they would win the tournament. Sure. Um, and yeah, this this brought out the best in the new era pairing because they are they lean into the host style. Mark and Himmick lean into that. So I was just going hard, going ham for yep. however long this match ended up going for. And that's fun. Like even if yep. it's not going to be a five star match, you're going to enjoy it because it plays to everyone's strengths, literal yep. physical strengths in this case. It was the weakest of the final four for me, mm. but that's not really a shot at it. Yeah, it's <laughs> Everything not a else was it's just, just so good. <laughs> yeah, this, it was definitely a case of this this match and the other tag match that we talked about that got brought in last minute. Like the pay per view looked fine, but it did feel a little light for a pay per view level show. Kind yeah. of felt like if it wasn't for Kyrie, it wouldn't have been a pay per view. And then they announced these two matches. Like, yeah. oh. Okay, now we're talking, yeah. and you look at how good these two matches were, and obviously the whole show was good. It was a lot of fun, but having these two matches on the card really did elevate that overall level. Yeah, and uh, Micah, Micah winning and pinning Ami Saray, I don't know. There was just something in her eye at that moment. I was like, oh, she's ready for a title match. All right, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, she she looks pissed, which is always good. My um, Himmer versus Meltier on at Dream Queendom would be a fantastic match. It's a perfect addition, I think, to that card. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still don't know who Saya Kamatani will be facing, um, which is interesting, I think, and very exciting to me that we don't have a clear pick. Like, yes, Starlight Kid makes sense. Um, Kyrie, if they want to go back to that, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Someone else, Suzuki, it feels like it's, it's going to be one of those two. And then the yeah. question really comes down to are they going to pull the trigger on having both championships potentially change, change hands again. on this final show again, which I'm I worried they do as cool as it will be. I hope they don't do it. Um, but I, the way it's set up, either Sai has gone over a year or yeah. she's losing to Starlight Kid or Kyrie. I think she should lose to Cinderella winner. I think that's how I would do it at this point. Yep. Um, I'd just wait. Um, you can give her the record too. It's not a big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. I think she's earned it. Um, or, or you could play to that with the Kyrie match. Or I don't think they'll do it, but a Momo match makes sense too because of the record. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's just me thinking aloud. There's a lot of cool matches for Saya Kawatani. It's not a bad. She hasn't time. burned through her white belt contenders yet, which is good. No, it's shocking. Actually, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> helps that she faced Tam a second time too. Mm. Gave her a little life, um, which had was a random Utami defense there as well. Yeah, which was might be her weakest defense. That's not Saki. Yeah, I, I I would agree. The Tam ones are strongest. Anyways, let's move on. Um, Mafia Bella in all their glory, the Godfather uh, showed up. Defeated Meltier, the tag team champions, Tam Nakano and Natsupoi. Uh, lots to break down here just based on the entrances. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have Julia and Tekla. So happy to see Tekla back. Um, it's funny because when Tekla was around, I was like, yeah, she's a good ad. She's, you know, she's not doing anything super duper like mm. impressive, but she's a great 
part of this roster. Then she was gone. Then she was gone longer and gone longer. I was like, you know what? I really miss Tecla now. I like what she added to this roster. And her and Julia, first night back together, it was like, yeah. Yeah, we missed uh we missed Tecla. Uh they had the just this incredible look, you know, the black jeans and the top and the hats. Um mm. <laughs> they looked like the Undertaker. <laughs> Which is funny. Uh but they just had this fantastic look. And on the other side, we have our um beauty pair which was Tam Nakano and Nazi Poi. They had their song. They sang yes. their song to the ring. Sang. Um, yeah, they lip-synced it. They lip-synced it kind of like um, most wrestlers do that have their own theme song. Yeah. Um, good song. Good song. But something else set in for me, Trent. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hear Tim Nakano's song for who knows how long. Because <laughs> I'm going to hear the Cosmic Angels song on house shows. Yeah. I'm going to hear this one when they defend the titles. And I was like, man, literally someone tweeted at me saying, I'm so sad I'm not going to get your tweet. That I tweet every time for Tim Nakano's theme song. I was like, I'm sad too. Uh, I think that was Jonas. Shout out to Jonas. Um, I'm so uh, that's the one thing I'm upset about, but it's okay. It's okay. You're gonna have to mute the audio. It's on Spotify now, so you can play that theme. Tamsis? Oh no, sorry. Yeah, that wasn't part of it. You, you can find it. it elsewhere. You can blast yeah, that thing. Yeah. But uh, oh, that was the one shame of this entire match. Otherwise, uh, great, great match. Way for Tekla to come back. I know she had a match the day before, but this is the one we saw first, so we're counting yeah. as her first. Um, Tam not supported, just so good. They're just so good together. Natsupoi telling her stories against DDM finally has mm. been wonderful. Um, if uh, if anyone didn't see the house show from the prior weekend with her and Hameka, that is excellent work. That tag match benefited so much from that. I want all the singles matches. Um, and her and Tekla really uh, kicked into gear here to start it off. Of course, Julia and Tam were there, so, you know, it weren't bad, shockingly. Uh, this was a great, great, great match, and you got to see, um, you got to see the 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 Mafia Bella get the mm. win. I think the only question mark that was coming into this match was where is Tekla at? Yeah, is she hundred percent? Is she healed up? I think she. It didn't look like she'd missed a beat. Really, she was hitting all yeah. the spots. She didn't have she rust. Written. Yeah, she didn't have any rust, so obviously she did have the match beforehand, but I feel like she's been putting a lot of work behind the scenes, which mm-hmm. makes sense because the reports were that she wasn't that far off being ready at the start of the five-star, and it was more maybe precautionary that she was pulled there. So sure. we can assume she's been pretty healthy now for a while, um, yeah. but it's t- until we see it in action, we're not going to know for sure. And, yeah, this is the tech that we've seen the whole rest of the year, and she always shines a bit more when she's with Julia, so the fact that Mafia Bell is going to be a thing for the next couple of months is just fantastic. Yeah, they should ta- they should be tossing Poi and Tekla on a show soon, I think. Um, I think. I think if they're smart, they do play to those stories mm. um, because I think Natsu Poi is just such a centerpiece of this company right now, like her story. And it's yeah. clearly building to her eventual rise to the Wonder Belt. Like that's mm. come on, 
people where this isn't a question it's happening yeah. it's just slowly happening and she's kind of you know going through with tam and this tag this tag reign is going to last a good while um but i think that's something you play to she hasn't been in there with micah yet micah wanted to kill her <laughs> when it <laughs> happened so you know should be a lot of fun but uh another good good tag match uh this was right there with this next one as my second mm. favorite of the tournament so far uh which was the blue goddess block seven up nanai takahashi and you shockingly i know they defeated fwc um for anyone that was concerned but nanai and you as a team don't be concerned they're a great tag team you is literally like one of the best, if not the best, tag team specialists on the Joshi scene. Mm. And the Nye in her older age is so much better as a tag than a singles right now. Yeah. And they worked great with FWC. FWC, you know, they they had to carry some of the load because that's just what they do, anyways, mm. Let, no matter who they're facing. But Hazuki and the Nye were awesome in this match. Um, Kogamo was great in this match. Everyone was great in this match. Um, not shocking that they lost <laughs> FWC. You know, we know Seven Up's going to get a good amount of wins here. Um, kind of starting to think they might leave Mahime versus Seven Up for the last night. Um, they feel like the two favorites in the block, but mm-hmm. nothing to complain about. Just really great tag team action. Yeah, look, this is kind of what I was expecting from this, John. That regardless of the fact that they're obviously going to protect these two wrestlers anyways, I think Neo Sadamami need to have a strong start in this kind of tournament setting to establish the overall team beyond just Sadam in showcase, especially because yeah. Alpha Female, spoilers, is not continuing in her uh, championship tournament aspirations. Um, so this was the right move as much as... Not everyone are, are fans of Nanai Takahashi and her style, but this is going to play to everyone's strengths here. And yeah, as you said, they're both fantastic tag wrestlers. They're, obviously, they're not necessarily going to be taking the, the lion's share of the bumps, but they can still put on a good show. And that's really what you're wanting. The final stretch of this match was absolutely fantastic. Oh. Like oh, the, yeah. the start was a little slower, admittedly. Near falls. Yeah, Togama perfect in the kind of roll-up shock. Oh, could they actually win this? You military pressing Hazuki out of the ring, even if it took two attempts, um, was still just one of the spots of the night. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, the finish was just chaotic uh, and just high energy, hard-hitting, exactly what you want, and kind of the perfect close to the tag tournament portion of this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Closing stretch was awesome. It really uh, brought the match to a great close. I think it lifted the match up to a level that sure. uh, not everyone was expecting. So great stuff there. That was the night one of Garth of Stardom Tag League action. Let's get to the IWGP Women's Title Tournament. Um, so important. They did reveal the title the night before. Mm-hmm. At the Cork and Hall show, we saw it clear as day the next day. Um, it's a beautiful title. <laughs> <laughs> it It's already one of the best titles in wrestling. The additions of the stars on the side to, mm. you know, make it stardom-esque is brilliant. The centerpiece is great. 
it some people are like, oh, it's so small. Like, what do you what do you expect the size to be? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's the, the perfect, perfect size, size I than I expected. Yeah. Um and I look it probably catered to the Japanese wrestling size. You know, if you if you'd have put it on Alpha Female, it probably would have looked small. Um, yeah. But on my or Kairi, spoilers, it's going to look fantastic. Yeah. Um, and look, just from the designs we saw, like the, when they sort of previewed the look of it, I was already pretty convinced it was going to be one of the best-looking titles in in wrestling, not just Joshi. Sure. Seeing it actually there, it looks exactly as I expected in all its beauty. So shout-out to Belts by Dan. He did a fantastic job making this thing. Um, yeah. yeah. He, he's cop flack in the past for stuff that's out of his control aka the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship design, he wasn't the one who, you know, said this is what we're going with. Um, yeah. He just makes it, and it looks fantastic. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful title belt, which is very important because I mm. think that sometimes matters just as much. We've had um, a lot of championship uh, reveals in the past couple of years, which have kind of been like, oh, that's what they're fighting for. Mm. Great. Yeah. But yeah, this was this, legitimately like, whoa. Yeah, this was like, oh, they're fighting for something worth fighting for. Yeah. Great. Uh all right. So let's go back to that Cork and Hall show. Um, we don't we're not gonna talk really about the rest of the show because just got up also mm. has nothing to do with any of this stuff. <laughs> we have plenty to talk about. Uh so starting off with the first match, the quarterfinal. Uh, of the bra- of the stardom bracket quarterfinal first round whatever the hell you want to call it you can call it whatever you want um Tommy Hashida defeating Hameka not a big shock well actually it was a big shock for a lot of people I predicted it correctly last week on the five star Joshi show <sighs> but that's because I thought that you just go with the biggest match possible yeah it, you want to establish this title you don't have to protect a big match you don't and we've seen Utami versus Mayu before. Spoiler mm. alert. So, to me, it made the most sense to go with that way. And I'm very happy Utami got the win because she deserved to be in that semifinal spot. Not saying sure. Himeka doesn't, but... Yeah, it, I mean, Utami's I'm, I'm had such a quiet Himeka year. fan as there is, but Utami's the person. Yeah. She's the biggest star. You want her in the spot. Yeah. Right. Um, but this match thumped. As I like mm. to say, uh, this was the match that I expected out of them in the five star Grand Prix opener. Thought this was better. I thought they just kicked each other's asses. You know, they just like sometimes they ran into each other and I just felt pain watching. I was like, <laughs> Jesus, why do you have to hit each other so hard? Um, they played to their strengths. You know, I thought Utami just felt like championship Utami again. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw flashes in the five star, but I thought these two nights, I was like, that's that's Utami. Like, that's the Utami I, I saw in 2021 that I thought was, you know, if it, if it wasn't sure, she was the wrestler of the year. Like, that's her. And yeah. I was so happy to see it. The past 30, that 30 hour period, I don't have the exact timing, Matt. Well, probably be about 35 hours because it was an afternoon show for stardom on the Saturday. This 35 hour block, or however long it was, is the single best block Utami's looked all year. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of the occasion. It does feel like maybe she switches it on and off a bit, but even yeah. for the five star, I don't. Obviously, she had some fantastic matches. First there two nights were yeah, but even then, like, it, I don't think it's stacked up to what she no. put forth here. Um, the only reason I thought Himika might win is because Utami's already booked 
and maybe not that anyone would have expected him to beat Mayu to go to the final, <laughs> but you at least would have been able to say, well, she doesn't have a match. Yeah. You know, they weren't going to run Utami twice on that night. Yeah. Um, but, like, given everyone's expecting Mayu there anyways, um, it was the right call to go with Utami. It was. And they proved that on the Sunday night. But yeah, fantastic match. These two know what kind of match they're going to have, and now they're just perfecting it. And, yeah, this was the best version of the matches that they've had. And we're getting more and more of it because there's more and more host-type wrestlers in stardom now. So every like every second week it feels like, oh, here we go, host encounter, bring it. I love mm. it. Yeah. Um, can't wait for that Utami Mirai singles match. Yes. Uh, they're just going to kill each other with Larry. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> this was this was their best encounter yet. Very important. Uh, very important. You know, they rose to the occasion. Uh, I knew they would in Cork and Hall. Um, just so much to love about this match. The, the crowd really- getting less and less uh, clappy, whether they're allowed to or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was my number two match on the night. It was always going to be my number two match. These two could have literally had, like, a near f- classic. and. Mm. It was always my number two match, that night. <laughs> um, which of course the main event was Mayu Iwatani defeating Momo Watanabe because you know these two could close their eyes and have a great match together. They're just you know the most consistent combo. Anytime you put them in the ring, they're going to deliver. Yeah. Uh, this played. I thought this was better than their five star match from this year. Not yeah. their five star match last year um, because that match was just crazy. That's also when. Momo pulled out the uh, Peach Thunder mm-hmm. bomb, which, you know, still... Whenever you get like, a new oh move God. that finishes yeah. a match, especially one as impactful yeah. as that... I remember when the crowd roared when she yeah. hit that, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, But that's great. Um, Mayu Yutani, sh- not so shockingly, flipped the switch this past weekend, as she does when she mm. needs to. Um, it felt like a lot of people were trying to kind of being reminded that she's the best in the world when she feels like it. Yeah. Um, I thought Momo and the Oedo tie help actually worked really well in this match because of the way Mayu sold it. Mm-hmm. Um, the bat to the back, you know, it, one, I did learn what the bat was made of, but, <laughs> but I think the bat has been such a great addition to replacing that, uh, replacing the wrench for the yeah. bat. Absolutely. Um, she feels makes, so much more comfortable with it. She does. She does. And she swings she swings it as hard as she possibly can. Don't you worry. She knows she can swing it and she's not gonna necessarily draw blood yeah, and cause gonna, concussions. Right. She's not gonna kill Azumi and Nazi Um <laughs> but you know, the the noise of the bat, the crowd roared for that. Mm. Um and of course, it's hard not to talk about the finish. Mayu Yutani just out of her mind does the Spring up to the top, hits a poison, a reverse. You know, she's going backwards. She has no idea where Momo is. Momo catches her on her shoulders. Mayu hits the poison Rana. One, two, three. Phenomenal finish to a great, great match. Um, If there wasn't what we got the next day, this would have been my... Yeah, this this might have been my match of the weekend, but we got what we got the next day. So it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, look... I can understand if people maybe don't love this as much as others because there is a lot of Oedo Tai interference, even yeah. for an Oedo Tai match. It kind of it starts and then it just doesn't really stop. 
But there was something about the chaoticness of this because, like, mm. stars are getting into it as well. Like, they're constantly going in mm. and out of brawling at ringside. Yeah. It, it does, if you're looking for a purely technical one-on-one match, it is a detraction. They've done those. Go find it. <laughs> yeah. But in terms of, like, just spectacle, chaotic yeah. craziness, it, it enhanced it, um, yeah. especially because, like, the finish you mentioned where Mayu does that ridiculous springboard poison rana, she was setting up. Ruaka just slams that... Uh, briefcase box thing yeah. that they have on her back. And, like, again, Mayu's brilliant at selling and you can just kind of see the frustration, desperation coming through because of what's going on. The yeah. poor referee trying to deal with all of this and hit the spots to, okay, they're interfering here, they're interfering here. Oh, crap, there's a chair where they're going to land. He has to do his beautiful baseball slide to kick the chair out of the ring just before the poison runner hits. Um, yeah, this is kind of, it felt like almost like an Attitude Era match turned up to 11 in the best possible way, just with all the chaos that was surrounding it. Yeah, I've rewatched that finish many times. <laughs> well, because I uploaded it on Twitter. I um, didn't watch it beforehand. Oh, didn't you? I made sure not to watch it. I saw the beginning. I was like, oh, this is going to be like, I just saw it. And I was like, no, nope, I'm going to wait till it comes out because I knew it was coming out the next day. Mm-hmm. I waited. I watched and I was just in pure pure and thank you for priority uploading both of these matches like yeah. i get there was a tournament they can yeah but you know sometimes it is a bit hit or miss but they they sunny pulled overtime he got that stuff up he got it up that night for australians which i was very thankful for so i could go to sleep with uh some brilliant joshi yeah it was it was a hell of a one-two punch best one-two mm-hmm. punch of the weekend um but Let's go to the next night. Two fantastic matches lead us, of course, to the the semifinals of the IWGP tournament. Uh, we had Kyrie versus Alpha Female and Mayu Iwatani versus Utami Hayashida. Let's start with Alpha Female and Kyrie. Uh, you know, I think we've gotten to a point as wrestling fans, or at least a lot of the ones I know, where it's like you either have a great match, like a great classic or it's a bust (laughs) but for me i enjoyed this match because it was different and it brought out the underdog Kyrie that we don't get to see much anymore Mm -hmm. when Kyrie was at her best she was an awesome underdog and she channeled that for this match you know alpha female wasn't great But she also wasn't terrible. Like, Mm. I know a lot of people feared that this match would be really bad. I don't think it. I don't think it was bad. I I was entertained, right? I was entertained by the match. I was I was sitting on the edge of my seat for every fall. You know, when she hit the Dominator and Kyrie kicked out, that was a great moment because you know Alpha Female was like, "What? What? (laughs) Like, I won. I won titles with this, and you know, Mm. I, I I got the job done." And, and Kyrie survives, and um, they use the um, exposed turnbuckle when Kyrie, you know, smashes her with the ba- uh, the spear at one point, mm. and uh, she gets the back fist. It's the insane elbow. But what does she call it now? I I, ins- I just I know it's the insane elbow. That's what they call it in WWE, so that's why yeah. I call it that. Yeah. It was just elbow drop, I think, for the longest time. Mm. But it's the insane elbow. She hits that. She wins. Um, one, so happy Kyrie's back. She still feels like the biggest star in the whole freaking world when she makes her mm. entrance. Um, two, she can't 
she can't leave again for that long. I'm getting sick of it. I'm getting sick of it. I love having her around. Um, three, she's so good. She's just so good. She's just so good at bringing you into the match um, and and getting you interested. And I thought her and Alpha Female did a good job, um, all things considered. To me, this felt like, and this is going to sound like I'm knocking it, and I'm not necessarily knocking it. This felt like a WWE match. Just yeah. in the way it was structured, the way it was paced, it was a I think it had match. to be. It did. And look, for her, for Jazzy. If you tried to send Alpha Female out, who has not wrestled in two years, who many people thought had retired, and had one match prior to this as warm-up, yeah. basically. She didn't even wrestle the night. a bad wrestler. Yeah, she didn't get a match in the day before, which had a lot of people wondering what was going on because she was yeah. scheduled. Um this was about this played to her strengths. They said, "Go out there and bully the smaller Kyrie, um, <laughs> play to what you do well." And yeah, it was fine. Is it as good as a lot of the other matches we've talked about? No, but I think it could have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. And the important I thing is, I don't think it could have been much better. <laughs> for their levels, yeah, like you for her have level, to go back to peak specific. level alpha female to really get anything better out of it. Yeah, they did their job. They the right person won. As much as Kyrie was the obvious choice, like the fact that Neo Stardomami are around just gave me that 0.1%. Oh, like, yeah. They're not going to, are they? Oh, um, yeah. And, yeah, they, the finish also protected Alpha Female because, yeah, she took the interceptor spear into the exposed turnbuckle, into the insane elbow. That was probably 90% of the offense Kyrie actually landed on Alpha Female. So, yeah, it... It kept her looking strong enough if they do want to bring her back. I don't know what the plan is for her long-term with stardom, but did its job. We she moved is forward. fighting Mayu. So. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's not even booked as an SWA title match. So That's a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> um, yeah, but Kyrie wins. Kyrie moves on. She will be at Historic Crossover. So, you know, there was only one step left. And that, of course, was Mayu Iwatani defeating Utami Hayashida in the best match they've had to date. Not that I'm shocked. Utami's a completely different wrestler since yeah. the last time they faced off. But I thought this was fantastic. Phenomenal, phenomenal match. Um, oh, for sure. This is one of the best matches. Like, I think if it wasn't for the fact that we had the five-star final on October 1st, yeah. this would be match of the month comfortably. I agree. Just in terms I of quality. Um, this, if I had to think top of my head, this is pro. it's right there with those three matches I loved on that final night. Yeah. Um, it's a step below probably all three because they were so good. <laughs> but but that's not a shot at this match. No. This match was fantastic. Um, it was the main event versions of both of them, right? Yeah. It, you know, and... People were reacting because Mayu didn't have her championship song, and people were like, "Oh my gosh, she's gonna lose!" <laughs> I was like, "No, she's not losing." She, she only does that for defending the championship. Yeah, she's saving. It. She's saving yeah. it for uh, the tournament, uh, the final, of course. And you know, Tommy, as we said, has never she hasn't been better this whole year than these two nights. Um, I, even though she had a match scheduled already she still felt like she had a shot because she is utami hayashida she set right? up the hijack bomb and i'm thinking you know oh, yeah. there's like two points when someone would counter it and my didn't yeah. counter the first 
no. section. And was, oh, it is Utami. Mm-hmm. Like, if they were going to push anyone to that spot. They could like, easily put Mayu in the team with Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah, That's what I was thinking in the back around. of my head. <laughs> I and, was like, well. Yeah, before the tournament was announced, before any matches had been announced on that show, the three people everyone was listing was Mayu Utani, Julia, and Utami Hayashishida. The fact that two of those three were in this. Well, spot. I listed Kyrie, so just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of some of, some of us just know, but it's fine. Um, I do also but, want to give a shout out to Atami for hitting a picture perfect hijack bomb on Himiko oh, yeah. previous day. Oh, you know, yeah, like it's that was like uh, the best one she's hit in a long time. <laughs> yeah, and if like Himika is on the the larger scale for the Stardom wrestlers, so to hit that her that nickname Chumbo, so yes, yes, <laughs> it, it highlights just how strong Utami's gotten to that point yeah. to be able to nail it so perfectly. Yeah, it, it was great, and and in this match, when Mayu Utami hit the running three, I jumped out <laughs> yeah. of my goddamn chair. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like. Takumi, that's she did the thing, and I was like, "That's a great, that's a great comeback to you know the BT bomb." And then she hits two moonsaults to win it. But ah, I got so excited, and uh, the We Are Stardom account, smart of them, posted the video mm-hmm. that's on Stardom World of Nagayo teaching her the running three. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome! Like that's yeah. just a great nod." I mean, obviously, I'm thinking Takumi because that's Takumi's finisher and their rivalry, which is phenomenal. If they ever want to run that back, um, just saying, just saying. Just saying, please, please, please. Um, but yeah, this this match was fantastic. I thought Utami, she was just on top of her game. Yeah, right. She's was... never looked crisper. Which you know, when mm. I was watching the match, I'm like, there's a, there's a word I want to use to describe how she's going, and it was mm. I think crisp is the one because everything she did was just picture perfect. Uh, yeah, if a, if it was a strike, it was hard hitting, but you could tell it was safe. The suplexes had the right amount of strength yeah. and leverage and all of that. It felt like she just dialed herself in to just mm. put on. Uh, uh, yeah, even though this wasn't on the historic crossover show, it felt right. like she was wrestling as if she was. You say crisp, I think it's the cleanest she's ever looked. Mm. Um, you know when the doubt came into my heart that she might yeah. win this? When she made her entrance, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, I forgot. <laughs> I was like, I forgot what happens when she has a big match. It just feels different. Um, the the music a, really does suit the main event, doesn't it? It, it just does. signals like, here it, we go. And it's so funny because she has a theme song every time, but when it's oh, the yeah. main event, you're like, oh, my God. Oh my god! It does um, sound weird just playing in a high school gymnasium. It does. I wish she kept both. I wish she kept the old one. Rider Flowers that. would have been perfect for the non-big. I shows. also love that theme song. But oh yeah, like when it got to the ri- oh. when, oh, when they stopped it, I'm like oh, and then I heard what they replaced it with. I'm like oh oh yeah. It's kind of like Evil in New Japan. I loved his Lij theme, yeah. and then he went to Bullet Club and changed it up. I'm like oh, but I that that theme is brilliant. It is. And I'm like, okay, I can buy into this it's and then he wrestled. Thankfully, when Atami wrestles, I'm still on board. Well, he was a good wrestler. It's just a gimmick, but yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, again, a terrific way to end the main, main part of this tournament. Mayu sure. um, just in case no one's heard me on the past, like, seven podcasts I've done, is the greatest of all time. Uh, she is She is the best when she wants to be. She's had such an underrated year because she doesn't. I, I talked about this with someone, and it, it's so it's so true. When she's not a featured talent, it feels like she's not 
doing a lot. Hmm. But if you go back into her year, she's had so many great matches. It's just hmm. she's Mayu Yutani. So you just expect that. And it's so it's like unfair almost. Like, yeah, she's not gonna be the wrestler of the year this year. Yeah. But she's probably or should be, if you watch all her matches like I do, in your top twenty-five easily because she's just that good in what she's done. I think the other issue is like a lot of like she she just hasn't been in stories. Like the only yeah. story she really had this entire year was the build up to the world climax show where she was competing. Right. With uh, Julia and then Shuri in the the build up to that. Yep. Outside of that, she's Which just been there on a supporting role. Uh, mm-hmm. And with the five star, everyone expected good matches from her, but she wasn't expected to be in the final necessarily or competing for that spot. You knew she was just there to kind of as a veteran putting on good matches. So the matches were great, but there was no build to them. Now she's had except some build. Now she's had some story, except for that match with Starlight Kid. But now Natural. with this tournament, she's had. The build, yeah. she's had some story, and shock horror, she's the greatest. Yeah, she flips, she flips the switch. Yeah, yeah. And look, she's and... been wrestling for 11, 12 years. She doesn't have to be going one hundred ten percent on weekend house shows. No, she show. doesn't. If that keeps her around as long as possible, she does not need to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, though I do want one more big title run, and I think we're on our way. Uh, so of course, after the match, Mayu calls Kai. Gets Kyrie to the ring, Kyrie. And by the it's way, I didn't, Tommy did. I didn't. I didn't talk about this, but after the ma- after Kyrie won, she stumbled on the stairs, yeah. and I was like, you know, Kyrie and Stardom feels like this big special thing. But I was like, people forget she's almost as goofy as Mayu Iwatani because if you yeah. paid attention to anything Kyrie ever did, she was always like that. But, mm-hmm. like, since she's come back, she just feels like this bigger presence, and you're like, oh, my God. But it's kind of the stumbled. first drop in the character for her to yes. remind you, oh, yeah, that's right. She's she's not yeah. not Mayu-level clumsy. Um, but No one yeah. is. <laughs> no one is, to be fair. I don't think but, anyone could exist beyond that level. Yeah. But seeing these two in the ring together was just like, <sighs> I, I wanted one thing in wrestling this year. This is it. I mm-hmm. have it. I don't care about anything else moving forward. I don't. And, I really and Paul don't. Paul Rossi standing at ringside with the belt, holding it up for <laughs> minutes, waiting for like, them to take it. it. We don't want it. <laughs> like, and then, Girls, can you take this from me? It's heavy. And they just kind of stared at him for like a minute, and then it was almost like, oh, yeah, we're meant to. They were to like, do. we don't want to touch it before the thing. And, and they were like, oh, fine. Yeah. And, of course, once they touched it, Mayu didn't want to give it to Kyrie, uh, yes. which was a very entertaining part where she was just like, Pulling it back, she's like, "No, this is mine. It's my belt." Um, Kyrie's just like trying to. She's like, "Let's just take the picture," and Mai's <laughs> like, "I don't really wanna." Um, so that was great. You know, it's just it, the best part about these two is like they never missed a day. They oh. never missed a day. You know, they they were apart for years. Yet they this stepped be the in first time in five and a half years of wrestle. Yeah. yeah, which is insane. And uh, there's only three matches that they've ever wrestled one on one. Really? How do you know that? Which uh, cheap plug? You should check out Stardom Road in a few uh, few weeks. That's we should uh, check it out all the time. But especially well, that's true. You should check out uh, next week, which mm-hmm. is a great show as well. But uh, if you want to talk, if we want to hear more about Kyrie and Mayu and their relationship and Threedom, that's the place to go. But uh, very handsome hosts on that podcast. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, very important though, you know, start crossover biggest match in yes. Stardom's history. I know. 
you know, I know they've had a lot of big shows. They've had a lot of big matches and what they've done to grow over the past couple of years is truly, truly special. Hmm. But this is a show that is with the number one promotion in Japan, New Japan. And it's Pro not close. It's not close. As much as, as much as I wish Stardom was that close, it's not close. No. So it's with them, Ariaki Arena, live show. They might main event. Signs point to this, you know, based off the card right now, they will be main eventing. I think they will. And you have the two of the three, four most important. You have two of the three most known stardom wrestlers in history. Yeah. Um, it's perfect. This is the biggest match they could have put on. Um, obviously, like some hardcore stardom fans might be wanting different matches with like the full timers, but don't worry. I got told. I got told. I I'm sorry if you listen to this podcast, but I have to call you out. I got told it should have been Utami and Kyrie. This should be pretty good, I guess. And I almost lost it. I was a. I was the bigger person. I said nothing, but I was like, nothing will touch this match. Nothing was going to be better than these two going head to head one more time. I, I get belt, Utami is the future slash present of Stardom, but it has to it had to be Mai. Like, yeah. It just had to be. She's the icon of Stardom. Her versus Kyrie is the biggest match you can put on to draw people in who might yeah. be curious about it. Because yeah. Kyrie's the biggest name that Stardom have globally. Yeah, because of her WWE career, people still want to see Kai wrestle. Now here, oh, she's in the main event for a new championship with a New Japan show. And if people don't follow Stardom, one of the names they will have heard of is Mayu Watani. If they've heard of a name, it's probably her or Julia. It should be they're, the, they're the two main ones. Yeah, and it's it's got to be Mayu in that situation. This is the biggest match they could have put on. This is not going to be just okay. This is going to be incredible. Because yeah. they are going to bring it, and then some, and then some. Oh, it, it, it has to be, like, as good. If it's even the minimum of what it should be, it's probably going to be my match of the year from a emotional standpoint. <laughs> I literally, I, I didn't say this, but I cried. I had tears in my eyes from the moment Mayu won to the end of this segment because I was like, this is this is why I watched this. It's show. a long segment. I this is why I hydrated afterwards. They were tears. They weren't like pure out like <laughs> no, they were just tears in my eyes. Um uh, with a tear in my shut out uh never mind. I'm not doing that. Uh anyways. I I was just so emotional because I was like, this is why I watched pro wrestling. Mm. To feel something like this. And it might sound cheesy, it might sound corny, I don't give a shit. This is why I watch for things like this. You know, I'm watching my favorite wrestler win a match that she should win, that she's worthy of winning, and going into a match that she has earned, mm. right? Like, you and me talked about her debut match recently, which, again, Stardom Road, week, check it out. Next week, Stardom Road. Um, and just to think back to that, and then to where she is now, mm. it's just such an emotional thing for me as a fan. And, you know, some people make their entire Twitter profiles there, like, their fandom, their 
their entire character. That's not what I do. I just love what Mayu has done in her career and mm-hmm. all that. So it was an emotional moment. And, and, and if it wasn't with Kyrie, maybe it's not the same. But because it is, it just enhances it so much. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's it's something special that someone who helped get stardom to that point yeah. long term. You know, obviously yeah. Tommy, Julia, and all these others have done phenomenal work to bring stardom up in these past two years. But the freedom was so integral to get, yeah, without the freedom, we wouldn't have stardom where it is no. now. And it's no. nice to bring it back after all these years, five years in the making, essentially. And yeah, and on then, such a huge stage, like that, they've not performed beyond Kurokan Hall against each other. Now they're in Ariaki Arena. Mm-hmm. And I said this, uh, I'll kind of close with this. I said, I tweeted this Aikawa left, Shirai left. Takahashi left, Kyrie left, Mayu never left. No. Mayu's been here since day one. No one deserves it more. She is stardom, and I cannot wait for this yes. match. It, 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 it is the biggest match of stardom history. It's the biggest match of the year in my book, in many stardom fans' book. It's going to be exciting. November 20th, historic crossover. Uh, I can't wait. All right. Well, that that's Patreon version, folks. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, uh, Trent, for the free folks, where can they find you? So good news is if you don't want to pay money, you can get most of my stuff anyways. Uh, just go on to Twitter, at 1UpCulture. I do have a Patreon-exclusive podcast, but, yeah, if you... You don't have to get it. Let's be honest. Uh, it's fine, but you don't have to get it. Just <laughs> go on Twitter at One Up Culture. I write for wrestling. I write for monthly pro wrestling stuff like that. Um, I'm on a podcast with the Count Out Network now um, called Stardom Road. So go check that out by weekly. Um, yeah, just find me there. I'm not going to give you specifics. Yeah, find 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 him there. Um, I'm checking to see if I have November twentieth off. Oh, you better. Not that it would matter. I'd stay up either way. <laughs> I do, by the way. I do have the 20th off, so I'm going to do, like, all the content of me crying. Uh, anyways, uh, well, Just yeah. a live cam reaction. <laughs> <laughs> or or slightly angry that she didn't win, even though it's Kyrie, so it's okay. But nonetheless, thank you for listening. If you thank were on you. the free uh, Stardom Patreon version, if you want to hear us preview the next pay-per-view and talk a few other things before we wrap up, Go to the Patreon now, but until next time, guys, have a good one.